God, these signs shall follow them that believe in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. We're going to do one more thing, and then we're going to pray again. I know we've been doing a lot of this, but I, I feel the Lord is, is really speaking here today, and I want to confirm that with the word in Jesus' name. The Lord gave me a word yesterday to give to this congregation this morning, and that's what I want to deliver right now. And he said, there will be a fresh anointing that will come upon you, praise God, but it will come with your commitment to him. That's what the key is. If you will commit yourself to him, you will sense and feel a fresh anointing that will come upon you that will not only break the yoke, but sometimes in some places it will destroy the yoke in Jesus' name. And so that's God. So let's pray that God would help us to receive that right now in Jesus' name. Right now. Come on. God wants to put a fresh anointing upon your life. He wants to do that. And that's why commitment is such an important area there. God, in the name of Jesus, right now, touch, strengthen right here, this place right here, Lord God. Let that word, Lord God, penetrate. It's quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart, Lord God, right now. Let us, Lord God, obey. Let us, Lord God, do your bidding in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I expect that to happen, Lord God, even this week. Even this week, Lord God, that fresh anointing in the name of Jesus. Yes. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. I give you praise and I give you glory, Lord God, for what you're doing, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this, Lord God. I thank you for this. I give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name, Lord God, for your word and your spirit. In Jesus' name, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God. You can be seated. Amen. The scripture says in, in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number 9, it mentions something here that I just want to, um, again, just kind of put a cap on this. The scripture says, whatsoever, verse number 10, 9 and 10, Ecclesiastes, it says, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. It says, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. He went on to say, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to the man or the men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happened, happeneth to them all. Praise God. And so the Bible says in verse number 12, it says, for, for man also knoweth not his time. Praise God. You know, you think of the, the things that God wants us to commit, and I mean, you could, you could probably sum them up into three different areas. Uh, one of them is time, the other is talent, and the other is treasure. Those are three areas that all of us, to whatever degree, have. And you think about the most important one, and I, I just think this morning for the, for the sake of this congregation and what's happening here, I think probably the most important is time. Time. And that's why the writer of Ecclesiastes mentioned the fact that he observed that there's a lot of times that we think that extra skill, um, extra, um, you know, uh, help, that type of thing is what we feel like people are going to need to get through some things. And he observed that time and chance happens to everyone. And so taking advantage of that is one of the things I feel like the Lord wants to emphasize here this morning in Jesus' name. Praise God. Um, one of the prayers I think that we have to or, or need to pray on a regular basis is the one that the, the, um, John the Baptist shared with us, his little insight. When there was a conflict happening, you know, the crossover between his ministry and Jesus' ministry was coming to play. And um, with lack of understanding, people just were getting caught up in, in, the, um, in the controversy. And there wasn't supposed to be any controversy. And of course, John the Baptist kind of just basically said, what needs to happen here is he has to increase and I must decrease. 
And so, in my opinion, that's kind of an across-the-board assessment in all of our lives. If we want things accomplished in the heavenly realm, which is where they really need to be, um, there has to be an increase of, of the Lord in our lives. And that can come in various sizes and um, dimensions and time periods and that type of thing. I'm not here to say that the one size fits all. But I think the end result does. And I think God does want to show himself very, very, very um, powerful on, on many behalf. And so um, this morning I'm going to talk about gates. There's some, there's some areas of our life that, that will open up to us. And if we can begin to recognize this and walk through those gates, um, I, I think that we can, we can expect some tremendous things to happen in our lives. I really do. And uh, Jesus mentioned um, uh, uh, gates in, in, his, in, in his word. L look at what Matthew chapter number 7 says here. Jesus said to um, the people back then, he said in Matthew 7 and verse number 13, he says, enter ye in at the gate, or the straight gate. It says, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. He says, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth, or which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. I don't think that's a negative statement more than it's a reality. That what we want is we want to be able to walk through these gates as God begins to open them. Um, in the book of the Revelation, um, uh, there was a word given to the church, one of the churches, that, there was, that God was going to open up a door that no man could shut. And so I believe that in, in, in heavenly realms. I believe that there are things that happen, praise God. Um, I think it's in the fourth chapter of the book of the Revelation where John the, where John the Revelator was caught up and there was a voice that spoke to him about coming up thither or hither. And, um, of course, a lot of folks like to associate that with the rapture. I don't know. It could be a type and shadow of that. I don't really know. But the Bible says that immediately he was in the spirit, praise God, and he was able to see and comprehend some things that um, maybe others could not. And so summing all of that up, I believe there is. There's some gates here that God wants to open or has already opened possibly. And if we can recognize what they are and we can begin to walk in them and, 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 um, and, and be obedient to what the Lord wants us to do, I believe there's no reason that there will be not miracles and powerful things that will happen that will demonstrate the things of God. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. I, I believe that God wants to do that for every person. He's no respecter of persons when it comes to that kind of um, commitment because that's what he's done. He's committed himself to us. And so this is why in return, you know, we must commit ourselves to him in Jesus' name. And so I believe with the help of the word and the spirit and all of that, I believe this can happen. Um, Jacob, in the Old Testament, let me take you there. And let's look at something here, a uh, character study there in the Old Testament. The book of uh, Exodus chapter, I believe it's chapter 28. It talks about something there um, with Jacob. And of course we understand there were things that were happening and, and uh, conflicts and, and things of that nature and it kind of brought the, the house of, of um, Isaac uh, kind of a little bit of a battle there. And of course one of them had to leave and there was some contention there, major contention. And um, of course the wife there, she understood this was gonna happen. God had shown her a vision while she was pregnant, she said, there's a little battle going on inside of you. And, um, and then God let her know that the younger was going to serve, or no, the, the older was going to serve the younger, which was not the protocol of that day. The firstborn had rights, the firstborn had privileges, that type of thing. And, of course, you know, um, God was, was doing something different. And, of course, that came to fruition and that's where you have the story that we're going to pick up right now. We, 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 um, we pick it up with the idea that Jacob, because he was kind of fearing for his life, that he had to leave the home and he had to move on. And so let's pick up the story there. It's in um, Genesis chapter 28, um, uh, chapter 28, and I want to start reading in, um, in, in verse number 10. 
The Bible says, and Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. That's where he was sent. That was relatives there. His mother's um, brother That's where he was headed. And so the scripture says, and he lighted, or he came to a certain place. And the scripture says, and tarried there all night. I believe it was the will of God to bring him there. And the Bible says, because the sun was set, and he, he took of the stones of that place, and he put them for his pillow and lay down in that place to sleep. I've mentioned it before, there are times that God will speak to us um, through the word, he'll speak to us through the conscience. Um, sometimes God will give us dreams. Sometimes God will give us visions. And, um, and this is one such case here. Scripture says that when he went to bed that night, he dreamed. And behold, the ladder, it says in verse 12, set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. Imagine that. What a vision. Scripture says, and behold, the angels of God ascended and descended on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it. I think that's extremely significant that we, we see that. It says, and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of, A of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And the scripture says, um, and in verse 14, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed. Everybody say thy seed. That's a, a tremendous principle. Seed. It says, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Um, I hope somebody will remember that, that you are a link to somebody. Amen. And then the scripture says in verse 15, and behold, I am with thee. And will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And the scripture says in verse 16, it says that Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord was in this place, and I knew it not. Um, and the Bible says, and he was afraid and said, how dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God. Rightly so. The interpretation of Bethel where he was at is that, the house of God. And look at what else he said. He said, and this is the gate of heaven. So he was there, praise God. And I believe some of you, that's exactly what you've experienced in one way or another, that you've come up and you felt the power of God, you felt the unction of the Lord, and, and that's a good thing, praise God. And I believe that the Lord wants to help us not to operate under fear, but under faith, in Jesus' name. And I believe that there, there are gates, praise God, there are gates that God will give to us. I'm going to mention a few of them, I'm not sure how many of them I'll mention here this morning, but I am going to mention a few of them, praise God, and hopefully we can begin to see those gates, and God will help us to come, you know, and, and, and enter into that place. We sing that chorus, I will enter into his gates with what? And I will enter into his courts with, yeah, think about that. I do believe there's, there's gates sometimes that God will open to us when we respond, praise God, which is where the commitment comes in, because the commitment keeps you there. Whatever needs to happen, you're there. You're not someplace else. You're not off doing something else. You're, you're, you're committed to the things of God. And that's why time, I mentioned it already this morning, I understand talent and treasure have a lot to do with our attitude towards God. But I believe that as the writer of Ecclesiastes said, time and chance, the word chance there in Hebrew means occurrence, events. You know, time and events happens to everybody. Praise God. And um, I've mentioned it before that in the kingdom of God, there's no accidents. There are incidences. And if we can recognize those things, I believe that, that um, there are some things that can begin to happen and we can walk through the door and we can begin to see and, and sense a fresh anointing upon our lives. Not only just to, 
to get our prayers answered, but to, um, uh, to, to reach the lost and to reach people in this world um, like we've never been before. I mean, to tell you to be effective in Jesus' name. And I believe that's the will of God for every person. Amen. Just close your eyes for just about 30 seconds right now. Uh, if you want to, you can lift up your hands, but I just feel like we need to be calling upon the Lord right now. Amen. Right now, Jesus' name. God, reveal that. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that's it. That's it. Don't be afraid. Voice it out. This is not a time to be meditating, by the way. This is a time to be saying some things. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Notice how God is trying to direct that speech. Notice how God is trying to carry that to another direction. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Come on, let's linger a little longer here. Come on, let's let God speak to our hearts. Come on, I'll tell you. Oh, hallelujah. I believe there are several of you in here. God is showing you the narrow gate. He's showing you that you can specifically understand that that's a gate that God is opening for you in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be to the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be to the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, touch Lord God. Encourage in the name of Jesus. Strengthen someone here today, Lord God. Yes, yes, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I feel the anointing of the Lord in this place. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen, amen. You know, like, like any and all the characters that are in the Bible, none of them were perfect. You know, that's the thing that we sometimes lose track of. We think that sometimes people got a hold of the things of God and they just went on and their life never, they never had any more failures and they never had any other things that went wrong in their life and that's, that can be a, a tremendous deception. That's not it. It's just that God begins to show us, begins to help us to, to become sensitive to these things and, and to be able to walk in them. Praise God. And, um, and that, that is, that's, a, uh, that's because we, you and I serve a, a very loving father. We really do. Um, in Jacob's life in particular, we talk about Bethel, you know, and of course that's the house of God. And I don't know if you know where that's at, where that was located at, but that's the Mount of Olives. That's where he was. Praise God. And I don't know if you're aware of this or not in prophetic speaking, but that's exactly where Jesus Christ is going to come back. See, I'm talking about gates, talking about things that God wants us to be aware of. And it's tremendous, praise God, when, when you begin to see that, how God even way, 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 way back then, you know, I think of um, Abraham, you know, who, of course, was being obedient to God. His commitment level was rising, and he was learning, praise God, that God's time sometimes isn't his timing. And he learned this by trial and error. You know, you and I understand that after a few years, he, you know, there was a custom in the land where he had, he could have a child through um, a, a slave, through, through a, a, another woman. And of course, that's what they did. And um, I'm not here to say yay or nay to that. I'm just saying that what he wanted to do was he wanted to replace the promised son with, with, with these, or with, um, with, with that son, and, it, and that was not what God wanted him to do, praise God. And so um, the, uh, later on down the road, that promise came true, praise God, and, and the son was born, Isaac, the son of the promise. And just a few years later, praise God, God required him to take to a mountain, praise God. And of course, we understand that that mountain was Mount Calvary. That's where he was at, in the area there. And of course, as he was going up that mountain, you know, he was prophetically speaking, you know, to the son that, you know, um, you know, where, where's the sacrifice at? And of course, he was 
by faith again. He was walking by faith and not by sight. He was saying, God's going to provide. And of course, when he got up on that mountain, praise God, and got ready to be obedient. And you talk about commitment. That was quite a commitment level that he had to rise to. Amen. And then God began, he revealed to him, praise God, what was going to happen. There happened to be a lamb. Not just happen, but God allowed there to be a lamb in that thicket. And of course, you and I, we understand that Jesus Christ is referred to as the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Amen. See how God teaches? See, when we begin to, to, to raise the commitment level in our life towards him, and I, 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 I feel very, very strong here this morning that there's many of you, amen, that, that's where God wants you to go. And he's not criticizing you for where you've been. He's just saying, but if you want further revelation, if you want further um, uh, confirmation and things like that, a lot of that is based upon our commitment level to him. Praise God. And I'm going to tell you something. That's what sometimes we struggle with. But once we, we reach that, pinnacle, and I believe we can do that in increments. I believe God will show us, praise God, that, it, that yeah, he really does. He does want to show us things, praise God. And so with Jacob, that's what it was. God was showing him. And of course, we understand that he had to go through a little trial himself, didn't he? Remember that? He went to Laban's house, and of course, you know, um, he was deceived, Laban was using him, you know, it didn't take rocket science to figure out that this boy came and all of a sudden, you know, the farm began to be blessed. Amen. And that's true because the, the children of God bring that kind of a, of, a, of, a, of a presence into a place. They do, praise God. But God wanted him to come back. And so this is why, you know, you know God, you know, knew exactly what he was doing. And, and, and so in Jacob's life, I mean, I'm sure there were others, but there was two significant times in his life that we know that the Lord appeared to him. And of course, this is one of them right here. Amen. And God was showing him that there's a gate. There's something here that God was going to let him go through. And um, the next time, or I should say another time, was a place called Peniel. Now, I don't know if you're aware of the fact that the word Peniel means the face of God. That was one of the things that Moses got to do. He got to, he got to communicate with God face to face when he went up that mountain. You know, I can't imagine what that was like. I mean, I'm sure it was tremendous. Amen. But here's Jacob. That's what he's going to understand. Praise God. And of course, you know, uh, I don't know if, if you remember the story, but uh, in a joint in his hip, you know, there was, there was a sign that God was going to help him to understand, and that was a sinew in that joint was taken out. And Jacob became, I'm not going to call it a cripple, but he became marked for the rest of his life. And I used that one time when I was teaching on the standpoint, and never, don't trust anybody who doesn't have a limp. Yeah. And I mean that in the spiritual realm, that God sometimes will mark us, and he will help us to understand that that's, that was me. That's what I did. Praise God. And, of course, Jacob went on with his life and the succession between Abraham and Jesus Christ was, was still there. And what a powerful thing, praise God, that word of faith and that type of thing. And so there are gates that God will open to us. And as we begin to obey these, the, the things of God, I believe that these gates will be open. You say, well, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about possibly the gate of obedience. Look at this. Look at the book of Deuteronomy. And, and theologians have stressed the fact that the book of Deuteronomy is like the gospel of the Old Testament. It has a lot of things in it. It says a lot of things. And it really, really does stipulate relationship. And I think that's powerful. But look at verse chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. And look at verse number one. Amen. There's no question about it. There's some significant, powerful things that are said in the book of Deuteronomy, and I could spend a long time there, but I just want to show somebody here one thing. Praise God, and hopefully this word will be received. The scripture says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, and it says in verse number one there, it says, and it, can, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of 
of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Look at that. That's quite a promise. That's quite a position. Amen. And I think that can vary in some ways. But I think the point of it is, is that the emphasis is if we will hearken diligently to what God is saying to us and learn how to become obedient. I mean immediately, praise God, obedient to what God is saying to us and what he wants us to do. I believe there's a gate that, that, that literally opens, praise God, that can have some tremendous, tremendous ramifications upon not only the current situation that's in your life, but also the future situation down the road. I believe it can begin to alter all kinds of things. Amen. There's probably two or three, maybe more, I don't know, but I sense at least that many, that God is going to unlock a door for you that's going to, that's going to affect families. It's going to affect not just one or two people, but it's going to affect families, literally. And that's why I, I understand it's a little bit of nervousness that we enter into this thing. But if we really could understand what's at stake, I think, you know, I think it would calm us down that God isn't trying to, you know, uh, you know, make us into something that we don't want. I believe that God is leading us down a pathway, praise God, that is going to tremendously, not, not only will he open up doors, but it will open up, it'll just keep opening up doors all the way down the line. In Jesus' name. And there will be entire families that will come into this. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And if we can be, if we can just learn that, Lord God, that just, just be obedient to God. I believe that's a very important gate. In fact, I believe that is for every person in this place, myself included. If we can learn just to be obedient to God and do what he tells us to do when he tells us to do it, I'm going to tell you something. I believe that is a gate that opens, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. I think there's a few of you that are just sensing that right now in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and, and, and linger here for just a minute. Come on, I believe it's right here. Come on, I believe there's a gate that God wants to open. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. In the name of Jesus. God, you're going to give every one of us understanding to that right now. Exactly where we're at, Lord God. Exactly what that means. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes, yes. Come on, let's take another at least 15 seconds. Let's let God talk to us right now. Come on, come on. Let's let God get specific to every person here in the name of Jesus. This is not a bad thing, by the way. This is a good thing. This is because he loves us. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, by Yalabokahashta. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Yeah, Lord God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I sense that, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. In the second chapter of the book of Ephesians, it mentions heavenly places. Well, actually, in the book of Ephesians, the first three chapters, it mentions um, heavenly places and how God has, has designed for us to sit in heavenly places. And um, I've, I've often thought about that, and I, I, I can feel and I sense that I've been in services where that has happened, where all of a sudden God just opens up the windows of heaven, the doors of heaven, and we can go up there and we can just fellowship, you know, the way he wants us to in Jesus' name. And it's, it's a tremendous thing, praise God, it really is. Um, I understand, you know, it's just like the disciples who were on, on the mountain and they wanted to build that tabernacle up there and they said, well, let's just abide up here. We understand that's not the case right now, that we come back and, and we still got things to do. But nevertheless, it has a tremendous principle Praise God. And I believe that a lot of times obedience will be, the will be the lead thing. It'll be the thing that will open up a gate. 
Praise God. It's kind of like the gift of faith. You know, you got the nine gifts, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, working of miracles, diverse tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Those nine spiritual gifts. And I can't prove this, but I've sensed at times that a lot of times those other gifts will, will operate in tandem with the gift of faith. That if we can have faith in God, it just automatically begins to open up doors to possibilities. It really does. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm diligently pursuing the faith of God. I am, and I understand that there are, and you've heard me say this before, you know, it encompasses the, the word and the spirit and the blood and the name because these are all authoritative things. And then, of course, the fifth thing is our obedience. When we, we, we get into a place where we can be obedient to God, I believe the faith of God can operate because we must understand you and I cannot produce that. That must come from God. That must be a gifting that he gives to us. Amen. Our faith, or the, um, the fruit of faith, comes more in the line of faithfulness. That's what God gives you and I the ability to do, praise God. And that's why, you know, the scripture even in the book of Ecclesiastes says, don't make a vow. Don't be real quick about doing that. Because when you start breaking vows, that, that can destroy some things, that can really tear some things down. And so that's why I'm not real quick to, you know, to push people into those kind of commitment areas. I realize it's got to be something that not only is God drawing them, but they're willing to walk that way. Amen. And as they begin to combine, I believe that's when things can become settled. There's no going back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to settle that. I've had several of those moments in my life. Nine months after I came to an apostolic Pentecostal church, the Lord and I had that talk. And I, don't, I, I didn't see myself doing that, but I had my hand on the back door. And I was waiting for some major screw-up so that I could leave. I didn't know that until the Lord revealed that to me. And God said, it's time for you to commit yourself to this place. And it was a local church. And that's what I did. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. For the next couple of years, you know, um, growth was tremendous, and, I, and I, I say that very, very, very humbly. It was not me, it was God. God had opened up a door where I could become involved in some things, and, and, and things begin to happen. And I've never felt like I'm, I'm that special. I feel like a lot of what happens to me are the patterns and the principles that God wants to bring to pass in other people's lives. And so we see that, praise God, we see that. Because one of the things that I, I'm really, really... Um, uh, uh, adamant about is I need to see it the way God sees it. This is where I struggle sometimes. That's what keeps me small. That's what keeps me down sometimes is because I see the thing through my eyes. But wow, if I can begin to see it through His eyes. And I believe a lot of times, like the gift of faith, that obedience that opens up a gate will help us to walk through and we'll begin to see things the way God wants us to see them. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. This is tremendous what's happening in this place right now. Amen. I think this is absolutely, absolutely important, especially when we view the lost. I've told you the story. Maybe some of you have not heard this, but the first month I was in Gillette, Wyoming, um, we had a family that was here that was coming to church, and he was a corporal at the... Um, um, at the uh, um, jail up there. That's where he worked. And so I had a, a direct insight. And so I went up there and I began to make myself available. I didn't quite know what God wanted me to do up there, you know, at that time, but I just made myself available. Look at somebody and say time. When you make your time for God, a door will open. I'm telling you, a door will open. But I'll never forget one of the first doors that opened up there was for me to come up on a Saturday night. And they had called me and they said they had a young man that was on the suicide watch. And I thought, okay. And they said, would you mind coming up and talking with this individual? I said, no problem, I'll be right up. And so I went up there and I, I was not prepared entirely for what I was going to experience. But God knows what he's doing. Can you say amen? And I'll never forget, I went in there and they put me in one of the little attorney's rooms and he came in and he was just 
uh, a younger guy, younger than I was even at the time, but very troubled, and his hair was wet. You could tell that he had just was not having a good day. And he came in there, and I'll never forget, I, 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 I introduced myself, and I said uh, who I was and what I was doing, and all of a sudden, folks, he just opened like it was a giant fountain, and he began to confess things to me. And for about the next 15, maybe 20 minutes, he just began to tell me what his life was all about. I didn't ask him. He just did. And I mean, he just began to pour it out. And I mean, it was not good. It was not pretty. His life was a mess. And there's no question about it. After he told me what was going on in his life, I could certainly understand why he was in the state that he was in. And when he finally got done, I'll never forget this, I was there, and I was just absolutely overwhelmed. I was. I thought, my God, you know, this is pretty tough stuff that this guy's been involved in. And so having the wisdom of God, <laughs> yeah, I said, you know, we need to pray. And I'll be honest with you, when I began to pray, I wasn't praying for him. I was praying for me. And I begin to just call upon the Lord. I begin to say, God, I don't know what's going on here, but you see this person in a whole different light than I see him right now. And God, if you're going to continue to have me do this ministry, if you're going to continue to have me involved with people like this, I'm not questioning that. But right now, God, there needs to be a change. There needs to be something that happens to me. And I believe, folks, there was a gate from heaven that opened up to me. And literally, folks, I believe that God took some scales from my eyes. And I can, I can without a shadow of a doubt, I can tell you that before I left that attorney's room, I begin to see that young man in a whole, complete, different light. Now, I don't know where you're at with your ministry right now, but I believe that God's going to open up a gate through obedience that you can walk through, praise God, and he's going to take some scales from your eyes. Come on. I'm telling you right now, that can happen right here this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, katafa. Goodness, man, I, I sense that right now. Come on, somebody needs to obediently, oh, just walk. Come on, just get up and lift those hands right now and say, God, I'm going to go through that gate in the name of Jesus, and you're going to give me a vision. You're going to give me eyesight. You're going to anoint my eyes, praise God, so that I can see the way you see. Come on, somebody, right now, that's been the problem, is you've tried to minister according to your ability, and now God wants to help you to minister according to the ability that he gives. Oh, basha, borando ma in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh my goodness, in the name of Jesus, come on, I believe it's here, I believe there's healing that can take place, come on folks, all of us have prejudices, all of us, we were born that way, come on, we were raised in families like that, that's not putting you down, that's just the way it is, but God wants to take care of that, God wants to assure you that you can, you can minister according to the ability which he giveth, not according to your ability, oh, hallelujah, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You can be seated for just a few minutes here. I'm just about done. Amen. On his way back... Uh, I'm talking Jacob right now, back on his journey. He's headed towards Peniel, and he knows that he's got an encounter with his brother. There were things that happened that, that were not repaired yet. And so Jacob was, was trusting the Lord, and he had his own little ideas. That's why he split the family up. If you, if you study that context, you're going to find that he wasn't taking any chances. 
He said, well, listen, I'll send Leah and, and them one direction, and I'll send Rebecca, I believe is her name, or is it Rachel? I always get those two mixed up. Sister R, that's what I call her, okay? But send her another direction. And that was, that was her purpose in that, because he said, man, Esau's coming. And man, if I was in his position, I'd still be a little upset about what happened. And so that's what he's doing. But prior to that, uh, God took him to a place where there was going to be a place of cleansing. And I want to help somebody understand that that's not a bad thing. Come on, the Bible says, with the help of the Lord, we can cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. And that's a necessity, folks. You know, the Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I'm serious. That's, that is a guaranteed promise from God. And that's where we struggle sometimes, is we're not pure in our hearts. Sometimes we've got some lingering things that need to be taken care of. And like Jacob, praise God, before he's going to meet, you know, the opposition, he needed to go someplace. And if you study that, if you're going to find they came to a place and they got rid of all of their false gods. All of them. And they had accumulated quite a few. And so this is what God wants to do. He wants to take us to these places. And sometimes that gate of obedience, if we'll just be obedient to God, sometimes God will, 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 will take us to an altar where a lot of this stuff can get put under the blood. And we can understand that God forgives us and he cleanses us and he wants to use us. Listen to me, I really feel that strong in this place that many of us have been ministering according to our abilities. And some of you do have talent. Some of you do have treasure. And you've been doing your best to, to, to give the God and all that kind of business. I'm not here to put you down. But there, the scripture says that we need to learn how to minister according to the ability which the Lord gives. See, this, is, this will take us so much further, praise God. This will take us into places that we don't have any confidence in ourselves. And that's good because we don't need to have any confidence in ourselves. All we need to do is to begin to have more and more confidence in Him. It's like we talked this morning. He must increase and we must decrease. That's not denigrating or putting, putting us down that's absolutely lifting God up and that's what he wants to do praise God and so the gate of obedience a lot of times will open up other things praise God it'll open up a gate to where or bring us through a gate that where forgiveness becomes a little bit easier for us amen because why 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 because we begin to see these people all of these people the way God sees them this is what we do we get a fresh vision of how God is looking at this world and wow, does that make a huge difference. Amen. And so a lot of times through this gate, that's when we'll catch a fresh, fresh vision of what God is wanting to do. Look at Colossians chapter number three. And I, I'm going to have to um, just unhook the plow here. But I want you to see something. Amen. The scripture says there, and going along with kind of the theme, chapter three and verse number one. Colossians chapter three and verse number one. The scripture says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Do you see that? It says, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And we understand the right hand of God is authority. That's what it is. Jesus has all authority. That's what he has. And believe me, folks, if we're ever going to be productive and we're going to be, you know, and things are going to happen for us, that's what has to come back into our lives. We must have the authority of God. And you've heard me say before that, you know, the way that you understand that you have authority is that you are under authority. Praise God. That's what makes the difference. And so the gate of obedience a lot of times will place us there where we are placed under the authority of God. And things begin to happen, praise God. Then it says, set your affection. The word affection there means sentiment or opinion. What's your opinion about some things? It says on things above. It says not on things on the earth. It says for you and I are dead and our life is hid with Christ in God. And it says, when Christ, who is our life, in verse number four, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Praise God. I was going to talk a little bit this morning, but it just didn't happen, but about ingredients. And there's all kinds of things that you can get involved with within, in ingredients. You know, things like grace, things like um, uh, prayer, things like faith, and, and all that kind of business. But really, the two bookends 
that God gives us to contain uh, the ingredients that he gives us are the bookends of the R's, and that is from repentance to resurrection. That's where we're headed, folks. What got us here, what got us to this place right now that we're at right now, whether you know this or not, was the fact that the goodness of the Lord led us to repentance. That's why we begin to bring some changes into our lives. It's because God didn't, show, didn't condemn us, but he began to show us that there were areas of our life that were not right with him. And in my opinion, that begins with the work of repentance. And repentance, in my opinion, is an ongoing thing. It's just one of those things where you and I are going to find ourselves in that place on a regular basis, where the answer is not a hard answer, it's just a simple one. We've got to change the way we think. And God is for us in this. It's not like he's going to force us to do these things. Praise God. He's just, in his way of doing things, is just going to make them available for us. And then if we'll be obedient to him, we can begin to walk the way he wants us to walk. Praise God. You think about it. Jesus said, you know, um, he, he, when, when he first started his earthly ministry, he encountered some fishermen. And of course, they knew the trade. They knew how it worked, you know. And Jesus had to prove to them that he was God. And so he said, hey, you know, I used your boat for a little bit of a platform here. Let's go catch some fish. And of course, Peter, you know, he's the expert. And that's who we are sometimes. We think we're the expert. And he comes to the Lord and he says, you know, Lord, we've been at this all night. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's kind of smiling, going, this guy might be a good preacher, but I don't think he knows anything about fishing. And, and, and Peter, just on a whim, he just said, listen, he said, Lord, he said, just because you tell us to do this, we'll do that. Because Jesus said, let's go out into the deep. And you know what happened. They let down their net instead of their nets. They might have got six months worth of, worth, worth of income there. Just in one setting. But they kind of were reserved. And that's the way we are. That's why I'm not putting them down. I'm saying that's how we operate. We still want to keep, you know, one foot planted on this other thing here. And we got to be careful with that. And that's where there's several of you. That's where you're at right now. That's what's, that's what's keeping you back. And you need to take your foot off of that. I don't know any other answer for you. And you need to do what God tells you to do. And so Jesus, upon his word, and that's what Peter said. He said, upon your word, we'll go out and do this. And the results came. And then right away, some scales came off of his eyes and he saw him. Whoa, I'm an unclean man. Where did that come from? I'll tell you where that came from. The presence of God. That in the presence of God, we really do see who we are. And the good thing is, is God still loves us, but he doesn't want us to stay there, does he? And so this is what he's doing, praise God. His presence. That's why the presence of the Lord comes into this place. You know, when we start singing and when we start lifting him up. But what's that for? He begins to reveal that to us. And then what happened is many of you started coming down to this altar because God, he showed you. Amen. But the thing that, 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 that Jesus related to Peter also is he said, listen, he said, you might be a fisherman, but I'm going to make you a fisherman of people. Hallelujah. And that's what's going to happen. I, oh, can I share with you a vision that I have for this church? Listen to me. One of the visions that I have for this church is fishing. Praise God. And you understand that you can get a pole. And you can put a worm or power bait or whatever you want to on it. Many of you do that. You cast that in. And there's some good fishermen in this church. They'll catch fish. But listen to me, folks. You get yourself a big, good-sized net. And you get some people around that net that are, that are pulling the same direction. And they go through a community, praise God, with the word of the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. I believe we're going to catch a whole bunch of fish all at once. And that's what I see. But listen to me, folks. It goes right along with, and God is just showing me that. That's what goes along with what he's trying to say. He wants to give you a fresh anointing. And that fresh anointing will come with your commitment to him. Because if you begin to catch a whole lot of fish, which I believe is the will of God, I believe it's going to take a whole lot of effort, praise God, 
a whole lot of effort, praise God, to gather those fish in and to begin to ground them. Can you say amen? Are you ready for that kind of a commitment? Listen to me, folks. I'm not here to demand that from you. I'm saying that God is opening up that gate for that to happen in the name of Jesus. And if we, by obedience, will do what God wants us to do, praise God. And you might think some of the things that he's dealing with you about right now are petty. But listen, folks, they're tests. It's just like Peter. Peter could have just you know, could have blown him off and say, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But Peter, based upon his word, went out there and the results came. And I'm here to tell you, that's the kind of God that you and I serve in Jesus' name. And so like Jacob, hallelujah, Jacob had to come to a place and he came to the place at Bethel, the Mount of Olives, where God had a gate, praise God, that was going to open and he showed him. And I believe this morning that's what God wants to do for many of you here in this place in Jesus' name. Let's stand right now. I, I don't really know how to end this other than the fact that I know that I, I have to. But the bottom line is I believe that God is here to do some special things yet before we're done. Praise God. Amen. And I believe, again, it comes down to your, your reception of God's word that has been handed out there, praise God. And so I'm going to let you go ahead and respond. I'm gonna, however you want to respond, praise God. I, I, I believe that the Lord wants to, wants to do something tremendous in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, that's it, Lord God. We call upon your name, Lord God. We hesitate not. Mm. Hesitate not, Lord God. Yes, that you've already given each one of us, Lord God, in this room, a gate of obedience where you said, obey me in that. Do that, what I tell you to do. Praise God. Hearken unto my voice diligently. I believe the word of the Lord went out and hit every person in this place in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, I thank you for that, Lord God, because you are the almighty. You are the everlasting. You are the king of kings in Jesus' name. Touch every person here right now, Lord God. I, my prayer just simply is myself included that we're never ever going to be the same again. That we cannot even come to services the same way we can't enter our prayer rooms the same way that something here there's a paradigm shift there is a huge paradigm shift that's happening in this place right now oh hallelujah hallelujah Jesus and it's called the narrow way come on behold the narrow way come on I'm telling you the gate is the narrow gate has been revealed to us oh hallelujah hallelujah Oh, in the name of Jesus, that's it, Lord God. Touch, touch. I know there's many more that should come. But Lord God, for whatever reason, they're hesitating. But Lord God, you touch them. Touch them and strengthen them even now, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, begin to help them to become obedient, Lord God. To become instantaneous, Lord God. Oh, right to you, whatever you say, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I give you the praise and the glory. That's good. I'm telling you, folks, God is here. There's something that's going to change with these that are committing. Something is going to change in the spiritual realm. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah, come on. There's room at the cross. There's room at the altar, folks. There's room down here for every person in the name of Jesus. That's it. I'm not going to make some teary-eyed, you know, uh, halter call here. I'm just saying there's room down here. If you feel like this was talking to you and God is wanting to get specific in your life, come on, let's not hesitate. Let's not, let's not waste another moment. Time and chance happens to every person. That's what the writer of Ecclesiastes said. He said time and occurrence. Come on, there's events that are happening right now to every person person in the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on. I believe that God is going to make a change. There's going to be a paradigm shift. There's going to be something that will happen that's from the ancient of days. Come on. That's it. I sense that. Oh, in the name of Jesus, that's it, Lord God. You are a patient God. You are long-suffering, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. 
You waited for 120 years for that, for that ark to get built, Lord God. You waited for a long time for us to come and to get saved, Lord God. Yes, Lord God, right now, Lord God, let that have that penetrating power. I pray and I believe the word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing even to the dividing sunder of soul and, and joints and marrow and, and the soul and the spirit. And it's a discerner right now. It's going to show us some things that, that just a little bit of a tweaking, a little bit of a change will make all the difference in the world in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord God, let us receive with meekness that, that obedient gate that's being opened to everybody here in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this, God. I praise you for this. This is your word. This is your spirit, Lord God, that can make all the difference in the world in the name of Jesus. Fill with your spirit, Lord God. Yes, let repentance turn into Jesus' name baptism, Lord God. Let Jesus' name baptism by obedience turn into the infilling of the Holy Ghost and then holiness in which no man shall see the Lord. Let that fresh anointing come on us for that in the name of Jesus. And I speak that word with faith and with, with determination in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes, Lord God. Your word is here to do those great things. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. Yes, Lord, your word in spirit. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, praise God, amen. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. For you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you. There is no one else like you, for you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. One more time. You deserve the glory every day and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we magnify name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I lift you up, Lord God. I release that fresh anointing, Lord God, that only comes from you. It only comes from you, Lord God. 
It can only come from your throne room. In the name of Jesus. Ah, yes, Lord God, I give you the praise and the glory, Lord God, for this to happen, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. I want you to do something before we leave here. Um, and that is I want you to face over there that screen. And that's our internet. I want you to pray for the folks online here today. In Jesus' name. Somebody is really, really, really contemplating something. Come on, let's pray for them. Put your hands towards that and have confidence that God is able to reach people. He's able to draw them. Come on, let's get that fresh vision that God has for us. He's able, he's able to do exceeding abundant above all that we ask or think. God can draw people. And that's what he's doing, by the way. That's what he's doing. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, touch that couple. Touch them, Lord God. Strengthen them, Lord God, that do remain. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you for what you're going to do, Lord God, in their lives, in Jesus' name. I speak that word of faith that is nigh unto my lips, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.